The night before uh, Jesus was crucified, he made a very strange statement that nobody who heard it uh, really understood. He said, in a little while, the, the world will no longer see me, but you're going to see me because I'm alive and you're about to come alive. What in the world did he mean? Everyone is thinking, we're, we're already alive. What, what does he mean when he says, you're about to come alive? Easter is all about coming alive. Alive and living life to the full now and living forever in eternity with our God. Jesus said, I I'm going to let them crucify me on a cross. I I'm going to be buried in the ground for three days. And I I'm going to bring myself back to life to prove that I am who I said I am. And he came back to life and he walked around Jerusalem. And because of what happened, we split history in two. And we call the years after his death and resurrection uh, A.D., which means Annus Domini, in the year of our Lord. And, and there's a non-religious way of saying that. A.D. becomes C.E., which means the common era. But religious or not, the common era is still the era after Jesus, right? And we call the era before Jesus, B.C., before Christ, or the non-religious way is B.C.E., before the common era, but it's, it's still Jesus splitting history in half. The resurrection had that much impact, it split history in two. And whether people believe in Jesus and the resurrection of Jesus or not, most people in our world, and, and certainly most of you here this morning, know the story of the resurrection. What you might not know is what happens after the resurrection. The Apostle Paul says about Jesus, uh, what happens after the resurrection. Paul writes, he included everyone in his death so that everyone could be included in his life. A far better life than people ever lived on their own. So after the resurrection, what's, what's supposed to happen is that you and I are invited to live a better life, a, a better life that is empowered by the risen Jesus. A better life. Hmm. Do I really need a, a, a better life? I mean, we live in Fort McMurray. Even with floods and fires, up and down oil prices and the pandemic, truth be told, we, we still have it pretty good here. Most of us live in a good home, condo, apartment. You've got a good family, you've got a good job, you're, you're, you're probably in good health. Yeah, despite the ups and downs in life, you, you still have it pretty good. I mean, look at Ukraine, Syria, Lebanon, Yemen, Bangladesh, Afghanistan, Ethiopia, the, the list goes on and on. This world is a dark, messy place. We are truly blessed despite it all. But what if there was something more? What if beyond the good life we're living right now, there is a better life? What, what if you're missing out on something that you don't even know about? What if God intended more than just a good life for you here in Fort McMurray? He has a better life for you. Friends, we, we often settle for less because we, we don't know that there's anything better. Let me explain it this way. My parents, God bless them, they used to feed me Gerber's strained spinach. Apparently, I thought this stuff was awesome. Why did I ever think that? Because I didn't know any better, right? I don't know if they still sell that concoction or not today, but have you ever tried it? Friends, it tastes like turtle spit, I'll tell you that. 
So Jane and I did not feed it to our kids. We figured out that doing that, feeding strain Gerber's spinach to our kids could be classified as child abuse, so we didn't do that. But hey, at the same time, I really didn't know any better. That's what they fed me, so I just gobbled it up. By the time I got to grade school, I was introduced to the delicacy of Kraft macaroni and cheese. We now call it KD. But by about grade five, I was making this craft dinner on my own. It was the full meal deal as far as I was concerned. Hey, I, I still eat it. When I got a little older, A and W became the ultimate meal. Back in my day, you, you drove into the A&W parking lot, you ordered through this terrible sounding metal speaker, and someone came and brought your order, and they hung it on your window. I don't know if any of you remember that. Is it just me? Yeah. You ate in the car. It was genius. The root beer floats were to die for. I thought this was the ultimate in gourmet dining. But today, I've had the opportunity to eat in some pretty nice restaurants all across the country and, and around the world, and my wife is one amazing cook, and hey, this being Fort McMurray, have any of you eaten in Raymond's and St. John's? Anybody besides me? Don't know if any, oh, I've got to help some of you out here. It's awesome. It's raised the best fine dining experience in Canada. And it is really an amazing experience. And I'm thankful that my kids paid for Jane and I to eat there. <laughs> yeah, I would never go back to strained spinach, just saying. Uh, I have tasted something way better. Jane's cooking, yeah, Raymond's, awesome. There's a, a good chance that you are here at Fort City today because God wanted you to be here. God wants you to know that the life you've been chasing after here in Fort McMurray, you know, the good life with all the goods, there is more. There is way more than the good life with all the goods. There's the better life that Jesus came to bring. I, I mean, coming out of this pandemic, I mean, people are asking lots of questions about life, uh, about the supposed good life with all the goods. We're coming out of the pandemic feeling a bit exhausted, worn out, we're, we're just tired, we're, we're, we're out of energy, we're exhausted. And exhaustion leads to this, this sense of emptiness. Sometimes you say, oh, I don't know if I have another thing in me. I, I, I'm stretched to the limit, I'm, I'm empty inside. And despite having it pretty good here in Fort McMurray, we, we wonder why we feel unsatisfied. Why don't I feel more meaning in my life? Just this overall sense of malaise. And, and emptiness and, and malaise leads to, well, bondage, frustration. You feel trapped. I feel trapped by my debt. I mean, I don't know if I'll ever, ever get out of it. I, I feel trapped uh, in this relationship or, or even my marriage. I, I feel trapped by the expectation of others, my, my family. I feel trapped by guilt. I, I feel trapped by fear. I, I feel trapped by my own anger and bitterness at someone who's hurt me. Heck, I'm just enslaved to my schedule. Emptiness, exhaustion, feeling trapped. These are common emotions these days, emotions that seem to have multiplied because of the pandemic. I've got really good news for you. There is a way out. It's the better life that Jesus came to bring. I think that's why you're here today, or listening online. God wants you to learn about this better life. There is something more. You can be alive and well and thriving. It's this better life.
So let me tell you three things that Jesus offers you this, eve, this Easter. I've grabbed these three from Rick Warren. I think they're solid, they're rooted, they're rooted in what the writers of the Bible would have us know. So what is this better life that Jesus wants to give us? Number one, it is a life filled with meaning. I mean, the greatest tragedy in life is not death. It's to grow through your life without knowing your purpose, without meaning, with, without knowing what on earth I'm here for. Unfortunately, most people go through life never knowing their purpose, never knowing why God put them here. I'll be blunt. The good Fort McMurray life is not good enough. Looking good, feeling good, having the goods, that's not enough to make you happen, happy. I mean, if that were true, Hollywood would be the happiest place in the world, but it's not. In fact, its divorce rate is kind of higher than anywhere else. It takes more than money. It, it takes meaning for your life to have significance, for you to be able to live life to the full. We, we search for meaning in all kinds of different ways. We think if maybe if I get more possessions, that will then add meaning to my life, and there's always more to get. Or if I accomplish a certain things, a, a lot of us do it on accomplishments, and my life will have meaning, but there's always more to accomplish. So we search for meaning through all kinds of things, through hobbies or sports or travel or, or, or through relationships, through sex, through food. These are, these are all good things. There's nothing wrong with these things. It's just that they don't last. And when the experience is over, uh, where do you get your meaning in those down times? You, you need something that gives you constant meaning, eternal meaning. Where do you get that? There's only one place from the God who created you. The Apostle Paul says, Christ gives meaning to your life. You were made by God. You, you didn't make yourself. God made you. And if God didn't want to make you, you wouldn't even be alive. He made you for a purpose. And until you understand that you were made by God and for God, life's not going to make sense. Until you understand the purpose that he put you on earth for, you can't step up from the good life to the better life. Jesus died and rose again so that you could experience life to the full now and life forever with him in eternity. Jesus said when you get connected to him, he'll, he'll teach you your purpose, and then your life will start to have real meaning. Okay. This better life is not just life filled with meaning, but it's also a life freed by grace. What does that mean? The Apostle Paul says we are free to live a new life in the freedom of God. It all comes by grace. We're, we're free to live a new life, to be set free from all those things that mess up our lives, that enslave us, but it comes by grace. What is grace? Grace is when God gives you what you need as his gift to you. That's grace. Everything you have in life is because of God's grace. The next breath you take, that's a gift of grace. If God didn't want you to take it, your heart would have stopped a long time ago. Your whole life you owe to the grace of God. So grace is God saying, hey, I love you. I, I forgive you, even though you can't earn it. Grace is God saying, I I'm not angry at you. I I'm not holding a grudge because Jesus has taken your sin on the cross. Grace is God saying, I'm going to give you a second chance, a third chance, a fifth chance, a 25th chance, a 125th chance. Grace 
is the road to freedom. And through God's grace, his gracious gifts to us, well, what does Jesus then set us free from? He sets us free from guilt, you know, all the things that you feel guilty about. He wipes them out. He, he breaks your bondage to them. He, he sets you free from the fear of death. I, I'm not afraid to die. Why? Because I know God personally and, and I have a relationship with him. And I know I get to spend eternity with my God and with people I love. He, he sets you free from the hurts that other people cause you, the, the bitterness that you don't let go of. You, you keep holding on to that anger. He'll help you to let it go. He sets you free from the expectations of other people. He sets you free to be yourself. He sets you free to grow and develop and become all that God meant you to be, all that you yearn to be. He sets you free from worry. He sets you free from anxiety. He sets you free from fear, from boredom, from meaninglessness, from no purpose. Some of you were raised in a religious home. Some of you were raised in very strict religion. Every religion in the world can be summarized in one of two words, do or, or done. Um, all the religions of the world basically say this. Here's what you must do to get God to like you. And they have their own different lists, right? They're similar but different. One will say one thing, another will say this other thing, a third will say a little bit of this and a little bit of that. If you do these things, then God will smile and you're cool, you're good with God. Jesus came to earth to say, that's not it at all. You missed it. I I'm not into religion. I want you to have a relationship with me. And I've already done it all for you. You don't have to do. You just have to accept what I've already done on the cross. Just ask me to forgive you. Ask me to come into my, your life. That's called grace. Friends, this better life is a gift. And it is a free gift. But it certainly isn't cheap. It's free, but not cheap. Somebody had to pay for it. And, and that somebody is Jesus. He paid for your salvation. He, he paid that you could live this better life. He, he paid for your freedom. The Apostle Paul says this. He gave his life to purchase freedom for everybody. Jesus came to free you from all the things that keep you hung up, all the things that uh, mess you up, all the habits and hurts that wreak havoc with your life. He says, I want to set you free from it, and I, I want to give you a life of real freedom. Hey, next week, we, we start a new message series called Alive and Well. Mental health has become a huge issue in this day and age. Hurts and hang-ups and habits and addictions are messing lives up like never before. And Jesus wants you to be whole. Jesus wants you to be free. He has a better life for you. And so starting next week and for the next month, we're, we're going to look at how Jesus wants to heal our mental health and set us free. So don't just come this Easter and say, hey, that was a nice Sunday. We have a term, little cross. It's called keister. Anybody know what a keister is? It's those of you who just come on Christmas and Easter, all right? So don't be a keister. Invest in your life. Find freedom. Find life to the full that Jesus has for you. Make Sundays at Fort City a good habit starting next week, okay? So the better life, it's filled with meaning. And it's filled with freedom. It's also filled with uh, something a lot of us are feeling a lack of these days, and that's the better life is also full of energy. Here's a story. It's from a few years back that I'm thinking a few of us can identify with. 
According to USA Today in Ridgewood, New Jersey, a, a worn-out mother named Maria got fed up with her family's overscheduled lifestyle. She was constantly uh, juggling her kids' homework, music lessons, soccer practices, swim meets, ballet, and on and on. Any of you identify? Maria managed to turn this into a citywide revolt against having too many activities. So the entire uh, town of Ridgewood canceled everything for one night so people could stay home and do nothing. They called the night ready, set, relax. School officials promised no homework. Sports teams canceled all of their games and practices. Clubs and churches canceled all of their programs. This overscheduled suburb of 20,000 people took a collective time out. They planned a night where nothing was planned. How awesome is that? I wonder if someone might organize that for Fort McMurray. I think it's a great idea. <laughs> because have you noticed that when you're a little low on energy, little problems become big problems? Have you noticed that when you don't have a whole lot of patience because your energy level is low, the littlest things just tick you off? Do you ever get the feeling that you know something's wrong, but you just don't know what it is? I'll, I'll tell you what it is. You're running on your own energy and your battery's about to go out. You were never meant to live on your own power alone. It's no wonder you're tired all the time. God meant for you to be plugged into his power, not to go through life just living on your own energy. The Old Testament prophet Jeremiah says, those who feel tired and worn out will find new life and energy. And Zechariah, who's also a prophet, says, you will not succeed of your own strength or power. By the way, you do know that God wants you to succeed, right? But by my spirit, says the Lord, God wants you to plug into his power. Here's the good news. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead, that same power is available to you on a day-by-day -day basis. Hear the words of the Apostle Paul. Once the Spirit lives within you, he will bring to your whole being new strength and vitality. God wants to give you a life full of energy. Okay, you got a choice. You can go through the rest of your life living the good life, you know, disconnected from God's power, or you can live the better life plugged into God's power. It is your choice. Okay, you may have come to this Easter service a, a little tired, a little worn out, maybe a little bit on the edge. You, you may have felt like giving up. Maybe you're in a relationship and you feel like giving up with your boyfriend or girlfriend or, or, or maybe you're in a marriage and, and you've tried hard to make the marriage work but it's not getting any better and you feel like giving up on your marriage. Or you may feel like giving up on your job or, or maybe you feel like giving up on your school or maybe you feel like giving up on your health because you're just not getting any better or you feel like giving up on that kid who's heading in the wrong direction or, or maybe... You feel just like giving up on your goals, your dreams, and your ambitions. Friends, don't do it. Don't give up. Look up. Look up to God. Don't give up. Give in. Give in to Jesus and say, Jesus, I'm going to start living for you and not for me. And friends, he'll give you new power. He'll give you new energy to do the things that he put you on earth to do. He'll give it to you on a daily basis. Not a day goes by without his unfolding grace. The Fort McMurray 
life, the, the good Fort McMurray life is not good enough. Jesus loves you and wants you to step up to the better life, the life that you were intended to live from the beginning. How do you get this life of meaning and energy and purpose and freedom? Again, we, we can't earn it. You just accept the gift. You have faith and you believe and you receive. The Apostle Paul tells us everyone comes alive in Jesus. It's in a relationship to Jesus that you get this better life. You don't get it through religion. You get it through a relationship with God. In fact, Jesus said, I've come so that you can have real and eternal life, a better life than you ever dreamed of. That's why he came. Instead of, instead of feeling empty and enslaved and exhausted, he says, I, I want you to have meaning and freedom and energy. This is what Easter is all about. Easter is all about getting to know the God who so loves you and, and experiencing his resurrection power every day, the life to the full that we all want. So let's spend some time about this. First, I'm going to spend a minute. I'm just going to pray for you. And then you can follow me in prayer and just take the words that I'm going to pray and kind of pray them in their own way on, their, on your own and just make it your own prayer, your own response to God. Would you bow with me for prayer? Father God, there are people who are here today, I know, who have never started a relationship, never entered into a relationship with you. They know about you. They believe in God. They just have never really known you personally. I pray that you, by your spirit, would call them to come to you that you would give them the courage to open up their heart and their mind and their life to you right now. Now you pray. Just, just pray something like this. Dear God, I, I want to start living a better life. Just, just tell them that I, I want to start living a better life. I, I, I realize that you made me for more than just a good life. So as much as I know how, I, I want to start living for you, not myself. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for sending Jesus to die for my sins. And yes, I confess that there is sin and mess in my life and I ask for your forgiveness. I don't understand it all. So God, you're, you're gonna have to help me out with this. But I want to open my life up to you. Jesus, I wanna get to know you. I invite you to be the leader of my life. I wanna learn to trust you. I want to exchange the good life for the better life. Thank you. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.